<laughs> but uh, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is Motor Breath by Metallica. I put a shorter Metallica song in. I did not. I had not known this song beforehand. <laughs> and I was like, I would tell people in the street, there are no short Metallica songs. <laughs> and then sure enough, Motor Breath is a short Metallica yeah. song. It's great. First album. It's fun. It's yeah, uh, I'd never heard it. Th- this is like a genre of song that I really like, which is just like songs about being in a band. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where they're just like living and dying, laughing and, cr- you know, they're just like we're they make it sound so cool when yeah. really they were probably just like sitting in a van. How, yeah. Wait, how do you write this song for like your first album? I imagine it being more like a you're jaded, you're on the road, your record company's demanding another hit another single. And you're like, well, what do we do right now? Well, to to be, <laughs> this is going to be a weird comparison. The, Hell yeah, bring the it. best line I think I could draw to this song is Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> <laughs> Where that was also on his first album, but he made it sound like he was like the coolest person that like was, he's like, you might not know me, but you're going to after this song. Yeah. And this is Metallica's version of that. <laughs> wow. I feel like if you didn't know Notorious B.I.G., you would guess that that was his like fifth or sixth album. Right. When there is no fifth or sixth album. <laughs> well, there is. They're <laughs> just uh, cold from demos. <laughs> yes. Classic. What's um? Wh- when did you like first learn this song or like listen to this song? Uh, I'm curious. I feel like I was late on this song in particular. I think that okay. this one I got into in like high school. Okay. Um, if you'd been through more of the. Well, more recent Metallica albums in the backwards. I'm just curious how this. I well, so I've never heard this album. My so. my relationship with uh, a lot of the music that I liked as a teenager is a little weird, just because when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I was super into metal. Mm-hmm. I was super into like thrash stuff, but my real true love was Marilyn Manson, yeah. <laughs> and like I I was so, so full into Marilyn Manson. But I was like, mm-hmm. me and my friends had a shitty like wanted to be metal band. <laughs> Um, and like I would just kind of rip off James Hetfield when I sang Uh, but like the Metallica I only knew like a limited number of Metallica songs where yeah I guess I did start with the more recent stuff because 2008 Death Magnetic came out yeah so like 
I was super into that because it was the first album since Saint Anger, which I knew was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things I've always like heard was bad, and I yeah. didn't really know because I didn't have the context for it. But uh, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> well, we went back and listened, and I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> Some kind of monster though is an amazing documentary. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's it's uh, it's long, but okay. it's 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 worthwhile just because you kind of watch the band fall apart. On yeah. it, which is like an interesting thing to take in and be like, oh, wow, this is how a, the biggest band in the world is great. And none of them are sympathetic. <laughs> you don't walk out thinking, oh, they were wrong. The yeah. best person in like, it oh. is Jason Newstead, who okay. just left the band. <laughs> You're not at any point, like, at any point, like, oh, well, you know, Lars was nice. <laughs> right. You're just like, they're all horrible. Huh. Wow. But uh, it's worth watching. But yeah, and then like when I got into high school, I <laughs> I made friends with this uh, this kid Peter Pena, and Peter okay. Pena like looked like he could have played in Metallica in the eighties <laughs> if he so choose. Nice. And like we became, he was like the first friend I made in high school, and we hit it off. And he was like, "Oh no, you should dive more into the early Metallica stuff." And I did, and uh-huh. he was right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, I, I mean, I'm a fan of this one. You've yeah, you've added another song to my Spotify. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, Motor Breath is a great one, but uh, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which is Wild Side by Motley Crue. <laughs> This, I mean, this one starts great. It just really gets into yeah. it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Is this is off the same album, right? This is also off of Girls, Girls, Girls. I, I think so. Believe. I, you know, it's funny. The two versions I added are both from Greatest Hits album, so I can't even. Oh yeah. Like, oh no, Girls, Girls, Girls. I have from the Girls, Girls, Girls album. Um, okay. But it might have been. It's uh. It might have been. Um, this one. I mean. So we already talked about Motley Crue. Right. A decent amount. Uh, this is just like, you know, it's later 80s. We're like 1987 is where we are now. Right. Uh, Motley Crue has already been through some stuff. Yeah. But they're still out there. They're still producing these just like cr- very high energy songs. Uh, this is one is notable because in the music video, it like actually shows the cage that Tommy Lee would drum in. Right. That like would rotate Ro- and over roll and around. Good, which is the thing that he still does to this day. Yeah. That can't be too, too good. Uh, can't be too good for you. I, um, I don't know. This band is crazy. Uh, since we already talked about Motley Crue, I will add one other thing from here is that I'm, so I'm from Nebraska originally. And, uh, I mean, I kind of was into Motley Crue growing up, but there was one point in high school where, uh, there was a Tommy Lee reality show called Tommy Lee goes to college. 
I think I've heard of that. I don't know if I've ever seen the University of Nebraska. (laughs) Really? We talked about it all the time. Oh my god! Yeah, he would like he played with the drum line, and you're like, this man should not be near college students, (laughs) (laughs) really at all. (laughs) Did you ever see him around? I never did see him around. There, there's a couple things that have been filmed like around our stadium or during football games where you're like, oh, did anybody see that? And you don't really remember it. there's a Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, where he randomly says yes to like being at a Nebraska Cornhuskers game, and I guess that was re- like it was recorded there. That's cool. I haven't seen it. That's interesting. When was he there? I don't know. But Tommy Lee was there. Tommy Lee has probably done horrible stuff in our bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, maybe he was married. Maybe not. I don't know. He I don't know. No. I think it was after that. He's had to say. He's had a rough past few years too where yeah. like have it, uh, this might just be me following 80 celebrities <laughs> like they're normal celebrities <laughs> he like had like uh, like he he had a falling out with one of his kids i think okay where one of the kids posted on instagram that he like beat the shit out of him oh whoa yeah whoa <laughs> it's wild yeah hopefully they made up I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, everybody in that band has just gone through terrible things. Oh, it, it's all hard. Did you hear about the Vince Neil thing recently? Not the recent one. He, I guess he's on Cameo. Okay. <laughs> and someone ordered like a Vince Neil, like, oh, hey, wish a happy birthday to my friend. And I think it was like $300. It yeah, wasn't yeah. cheap. And he was, it wasn't as bad as it was made out to be, but he was like drunk on it. And he was like, hey, Joe. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm Vince Neal from Motley Crue. This is from Billy and Joe and Bob. (laughs) Yeah, happy birthday, man. Cool. (laughs) That's it. Wow. Is there like a rating system for this? I I have no idea. Does he not get shut down? (laughs) But I feel like like cameos are all sort of like hit or miss. Okay. Like, have you ever like watched? Not like my friends recently got one. From who? Uh, it was for a bachelor party. It was from the actor who played Thad Castle on Blue Mountain State. Oh, okay. If you're familiar with it. That one? I know a little bit. Fantastic. <laughs> that was a fantastic cameo. Everybody loved it. That's awesome. So, so much. But a lot of these, it's like, I remember hearing about, it was like Brett Favre accidentally read something for like... <gasps> for like a, <laughs> a, a, like a Nazi group. Like a white supremacist yeah. group. <laughs> I, I remember hearing about that one. I've, I've watched some from like The Bagel Guy when that was a thing. Oh, The Bagel Guy. Those were all He was all doing weird. sets at like Stand Up New York, right? Uh, he did a few, yeah. He was on yeah. um, Chrissy Mayer's uh, show on Compound. Okay. Um, and I can't those, say I've seen that. Uh, it's it's like Monday nights. It's cool. Uh, yeah. But he was on a few episodes of those, and like Chrissy's told me some stuff, and she's, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you mean people who go get famous from being viral for a second? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're not put entirely there. No. Uh, that, that's yeah. kind of what she said. Um, uh, I I'd initially heard that he was really nice, yeah. but then I also heard other stuff <laughs> later on. Yeah. Um. And then the other one, I always see a lot of is Bam Margera, uh, who has kind of gone off the deep end. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what that guy's famous for. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like it starts out being like kind of skateboarding, being around CKY, all of these sorts of things. Yeah. And then it's like, here's a reality show where I torment my family right. <laughs> for years on end. And now, uh, like, I always, 
don't know. I feel bad because I loved Bam when I was younger. Yeah, and now too. he's just like, I don't know, he's like addicted to drugs and drinking all the time and Which is sad. begging to go on Dr. Phil every few months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, he, w- he was supposed to do a show at uh, the West Side Comedy Club and it got canceled. And apparently there was a lot of like, videos and stuff of him like showing up there drunk like screaming at people oh no yeah oof well you know that wouldn't have put him out of place with the band Motley Crue. I think they wouldn't have. No. <laughs> Bam. How many songs are written about Nikki Six o- overdosing or waking up in a trash can? Uh, well, that's that's all those uh, six a.m. songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to go solo because there wasn't enough room on their albums for all of his overdoses. Uh, hey, I oh used, dark. Uh, I used to fuck with six a.m. a little bit. Oh yeah, what's the song? This is gonna hurt. Uh, maybe that's what I, I, I think always think of. Life is beautiful. Yeah, life is beautiful. The power ballad. Um, oh yeah. And then there's the late era of Motley Crue, too. Like, 2009, I think they put out an album or something. Saints of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Saints uh, of Los Angeles. There's a song, Going Out Swinging, I think, is a decent song on that I, album. I only know the title track from that, but a friend of mine, like, loved that record and would, like, play songs from it. And I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, I think I've listened to it all the way through maybe once or twice. It, uh, I like. Uh, I'd be curious about it. Yeah. Uh, the girl I've been seeing recently like posted a screenshot of her listening to something from it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, huh. this is interesting." I'm like, huh. "Didn't know you <laughs> you liked Motley Crue at all." <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that that um, Saints of Los Angeles I think has like a subtitle which is like gang vocal. I think that's how I learned what the term gang vocal. Oh, was. okay. It is from a Motley Crue song. <laughs> so they have taught me things in life. I will say that they're they're great. I love them. I love them too. Uh, let's go into my next pick, which is yeah. Ram It Down by Judas Priest. chosen a lot of Judas Priest songs. Absolutely. I mean, they were very influential. Yeah. Um, throughout all this. I, I think Ram It Down is a fantastic album. Yeah. I like, admittedly, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I've listened to a lot of it. And like, I figured Ram It Down was a good one. That's it's not it's not breaking the law. It's not you got another thing coming. It's obscure yeah. enough, but it's still kind of encapsulates everything Judas Priest uh, did. Oh, I think it's a driving song. It's like Rob Halford is just in peak form as always. Yeah, Uh, I really love that one. Um, Heart is Iron is also on this album, uh, which is like 
the best song on my running playlist. Oh, I'm gonna. It's the best I'll song to keep you up. It's up tempo. It will just push you <laughs> the whole way. Uh, I love Remedy. I think Breaking the Law is probably my favorite song. Breaking the Law is great, classic. Yeah. Breaking the Law used to be uh, the riff I would play to check to make sure my guitar was in tune. <laughs> nice. I was like, if this sounds right, I know it, <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> if it doesn't, I need to find my tuner. <laughs> right. Oh man, uh, my friend and I were at a. Uh, not to, I'll, I'll, we can talk about Ram it down, but I'll throw in one more thing Go about breaking uh, breaking the law. My friend and I were at a party in college where it was like, it was a part. It was a, one of those intentionally absurdly long parties, right. right? Where everybody's just like, "How long can you be here?" And it was like twelve hours in. Everybody's seated around a campfire. They're doing what time like did it start at noon? Okay, so we're past midnight at this okay. point. Everybody's like seated around a campfire, and they're just doing like, you know, uh, acoustic. Or like acapella karaoke or whatever. It's right. like whatever you want to sing, the whole group will sing it. And we would always just start songs and then halfway through switch to break in the law. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, like no, no, guys, trust me, we're we're gonna do don't stop believing this time, right? And then immediately it was like <laughs> uh, I love it. It's That's like a Beavis and Butthead type thing. <laughs> Dude, I remember. oh wow. I can actually remember the Beavis and Butthead episode uh, with Break in the Law. Well, I think they had a couple, right? Or, at least or maybe one they had they had one where like they do something and then they're just like breaking the law. Oh, they probably did do that a lot, but I just remember like it's like Beavis just standing around as they're like spraying a dog with a hose. Yes, they're just like yes. washing the dog, <laughs> washing the dog. I love this. Uh, it, it's uh, such a great song. But uh, I think the video was them robbing a bank. Okay, back to Ram It Down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ram It Down. I this is this is again sort of like the the Motor Breath song. Yeah. Um, another song that. I didn't put on this because it came out, I think, in 2000 was um, Back in the Day by Megadeth, mm. um, where it's I just, that one. again, it's just songs about being in a band and it's like thousands of guitars and a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here being like, what was Ram It Down about? Again? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact line. It's like thousands of cars and a million guitars. We found the place where the decibels race. Okay. This army of rock will be there, <laughs> which is kind of corny, but also. Like, okay. I that is exactly. It. Yeah. I love that. It, it, this it's army of rock will be there. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I don't know. Uh, there's so many of these songs with Judas Priest where it's like. What is this about? I don't know, but I'm into it, and it makes me want to go do something. Yeah. Well, most of the other Judas Priest songs just kind of, like, make me want to, like, fight people. That's true. You know, I put on, like, Painkiller, and I'm like, okay, cool, let's... Yeah, well, also, if there's those songs where it's, like, he's mostly just in a high-pitched, like, falsetto voice yeah, the yeah. entire time, they feel very different. I feel like Painkiller is a very different song Yeah. from a lot of what they do. It's still great. Uh, my favorite thing about Judas Priest has to be when they played Live Aid. Did they play Live Aid? I think they did. I've never seen this. So it's like, it's like at Live Aid, which was, you know, it was held outdoors. It was like 100 degrees outside. Every band is sweating and wearing <laughs> and as And they're wearing possible. leather. And Rob Halford comes out in a like black leather trench coat and he doesn't even budge. He doesn't even think about it. They just do their whole set and then he leaves. It's like, how? That's wild. How did you do this? Oh man, I love I love Judas. I saw they I saw them on the tour they did with uh, Heaven and Hell, which like that was such a cool tour. It was them, yeah, those two Motorhead and Testament, and like Testament I could kind of do without, but like okay. those three were great. And seeing Judas Priest like come out like in the full leather, I was like, this is amazing. I love this. Oh yeah, it's so great. I love it. But uh, fittingly, your next <laughs> pick be. is okay. Johnny Be Good by Judas Priest. Off the same album. Off the same album. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this is the other side of Judas Priest that well, I want to throw, I want to throw so, out there. So I, I want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Good. Tell me about. Okay. Yeah. So this is why I put this song on here. As I just mentioned, there are other Judas Priest songs that I like very much. But there was a thing where, like, eventually, you know, the country kind of turns on metal, right? Right. Because weird things are happening with it. Stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's selling you out. You play a Judas Priest song backwards. It tells you to kill yourself. You know? Yeah, the country's like, I'm not sure if I'm into this. People are like selling out to all these different things. We're like, oh, yeah, Queen will do, you know, Queen's going to do the Highlander soundtrack. Other bands are trying to make these things. Uh, Judas Priest, I think it's like commissioned to cover this Chuck Berry song for a teen movie called Johnny Be Good. Oh, which that makes is a lot more sense as to why A high school football movie starring Anthony Michael Hall as the star quarterback at high I've school. heard about this. I haven't seen With, like, this. Robert Downey Jr. as his, like, sidekick friend or whatever, as he's, like, deciding, oh, should I go play at this big college or should I stay near home? But he's, like, the star athlete this entire time. So it's, like, the nerd from The Breakfast Club. Candles. 16 yeah. Candles. is now a star quarterback. He's got a cover, like, a title song for this movie that's just played by Judas Priest. It's like, who designed this? That's Who put weird. any of this here at all? See, I've... Uh, I never knew why this existed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard this a bunch of times, and I was always like, this is weird as hell. And like, yeah. like of all the songs on your playlist, this is the only one that I dislike. <laughs> like, yeah, actively. most people actively dislike <laughs> and it. I was, and that I had to be here because it's like it signifies just the strange time that I think metal was yeah. going through. But these bands had had success. They're still playing, but now they're trying anything. See, I kind of like, now that I know the context, I kind of love it because I love weird stuff. Yeah, shit. I had to look up why this was there. I'd heard it. I was like, who, this doesn't make any sense. It's got a music video. Right. They tried this the movie. Okay, the movie, of course, bombed. Really, <laughs> no yeah. one has seen this movie. <laughs> this track has died. But yeah, if you listen to the whole Ram It Down album, you run into this and you're like, what? Why is this? What is this doing? Go, Johnny, go, I guess. <laughs> what is this doing here? I Yeah, I was always just sort of like, oh, I guess Judas Priest did it because like, you know, Chuck Berry is like created rock He's and roll. Legend and, and you know, Rob Halford seems aware of everything. You know, they've covered Fleetwood Mac before and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they covered Joan Baez it was great and yeah. no here they are playing a title song <laughs> to a teen movie it doesn't make any sense uh like a similar fact about those i like uh what is it you know the song you're the best around which is like the karate kid song oh i have study a I, lot I like, you're the best. Oh, so, <laughs> I've never watched the Karate Kid or It's Always Sunny, but I I know the first Intriguing. episode of this podcast <laughs> was workout songs, and that song came up, so okay. I know it. So that's uh, yeah, that song was supposed to be, I believe, the song for Rocky Three. Okay, instead of Eye of the Tiger, they're like this band is like commissioned for it. They're like this is the song that we're gonna get. He's the best. They're gonna love it. Let's give it to them. And they're like, this song is terrible. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, Survivor, what, what's Eye of the Tiger? Yeah, let's do that one instead. <laughs> so this song gets like relegated to something else where it's like, this is clearly what could have happened here. Right. With Judas Priest covering Johnny Be Good, except the movie was already so bad that they're like, whatever, we'll just Who cares? We'll keep it. <laughs> we'll try to make some money. <laughs> this is the only, yeah. People actively tell me they dislike this song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, let's keep we on. We can move on. <laughs> let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is Caught in a Mosh by Anthrax.
Which, if I have to guess, that's the one of the big four that you don't like. I'm not really into anthrax. That's fair. They're they're the least good of the big four, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, this is a song I learned through Guitar Hero, I believe. That's fair. As well. Um, I don't know if I ever played the one with this in it, but I think I was aware that it was in one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know they had Madhouse in Guitar Hero 2. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like, I've kind of gone full circle on Anthrax where I've kind of had my times where I'm like, eh, Anthrax isn't that good. And then I have periods that I like love Anthrax because they're the, the least liked of the big <laughs> four. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I figured Caught in a Mosh is a, it's a good one. Cause like, you know, moshing is an important part of metal. Right. People say it started in the eighties. I don't know if that's true, but yep. you know, there's a great part in the, I don't know if it's the chorus or like the bridge or the build up to the chorus, whatever it is. Where they just go like stomp, stomp, stomp the idiot convention. <laughs> That's this. I would text that to my cousin sometimes. <laughs> that one I did like. Yeah. yeah, Anthrax for the most part. Anthrax is also the one of the big four that take themselves the least seriously, which okay. I enjoy because yeah. Like, you get, like, Slayer that's, like, we're going to be the most intense. Metallica right. that are going to be, like, okay, we're going to get all literary. Mm-hmm. Megadeth that's, like, we're going to get political. But then Anthrax is, like, we're going to do a song with Public Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one, like, Anthrax song that I think I really like. It, it's great. It's it's, it's they, so cool. Yeah, crossover, like, bring the noise. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Public Enemy the other day, and I went, uh, and, like... It's the start of every great story. <laughs> 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 and I got through... I got to the the original version of Bring the Noise, and I'm like, this is cool. I like the Anthrax version better. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's it's great. It was one of the, you know, everybody talks about Aerosmith and Run DMC, right? Like, right. Oh, we've crossed over rock and rap. That one is really well. Right. Really well. Why why isn't Anthrax and Public Enemy doing uh doing award shows? We right. had we had Run DMC right. and Aerosmith at the Grammys this year. You know. Was that this year? It was this year. Wow. It, uh, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> ah, well, I'm glad they got the opportunity. Mm, uh, they, they've had the opportunity <laughs> so know. many times. I know. Let Billie Eilish do, do more songs. Yeah, I, I guess. She could just do the James Bond theme at every show now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, you know, mm. she did that at the, the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the In Memoriam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy times. But yeah, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which is I Remember You by Skid Row. So you have to have a ballad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a ballad. <laughs> I chose a very end of the 80s ballad here. Uh, I do think 
Skid Row, interesting band. Uh, Sebastian Bach, I do think, has a really great voice. He does, yeah. I've, I've listened to Sebastian Bach solo songs. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this song, just uh, the chorus there where he's just screaming out over everybody. It's like, I remember you. It's like, yeah, I do. And I remember the 80s <laughs> via music. <laughs> I remember looking at <laughs> all these things back there. I always think of... Uh, the, the, I found this song in eighth grade. Yeah. And I remember... I, w- I went to Catholic school, so like okay. eighth grade graduation is a much bigger deal than it is for most people. <laughs> so, so like I remember our our music teacher was like, "Okay, well you need a song that kind of like plays into the theme of remembering." And I was like, "Can it be I Remember You' by Skid Row?" <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. was like, "Nope, <laughs> no." Uh, but like, what's the key to a really good? Like metal ballad. Um, there isn't a tried and true formula to it, you know, because every every band does their own version of it. Yeah, you know, and there's so many different approaches you could take to it. I agree. I think with hair metal, it makes well. So one thing, like Motley Crue, does actually a lot of ballads. Yeah, right. And there is sort of take a whole bunch of different forms, but I think this one works really well because it's like. It's got a very, like, generally applicable title, of yeah. course. Like, I remember you. That's, like, the chorus is that. It's, like, remember yesterday, yeah. walking hand in hand. And it hits you just, like, oh, this can bring up any of these old emotions that you want there. Yeah. And then you're, like, this is sweet. And it does kind of the, the soft, loud, less soft, loud, yeah. loud thing, right. which I think is, like, key to a good ballad. I think so, too. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, meanwhile, the other ballad, uh, Skid Row, I can think of is 18, 18 and Life. Life. I cut that one from my playlist. That is a dark song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd cut that one, and I was also thinking about uh, Youth Gone Wild, but I think yeah, Youth Gone yeah. Wild might have been 1990. I don't know. It might have been a little too late. Yeah, there, there were a handful. That's the one weird thing about 80s metal. Yeah. Like, some of it did go into the 90s. Like, I wanted to put some Cherry Pie by Warrant, but nineteen Cherry Pie? 1990. Wow. <laughs> That is a good one. It's a classic. Uh, yeah, I, Youth Gone Wild, I think, is a good song. Slave to the Grind, is that also Slave to the Grind is a great one. That's, like, way faster than... That's, uh, that's like, much more like things. them being, like, a metal band. Right. Where, like, Sebastian Bach, even though Skid Row is kind of a hair band, mm-hmm. he really seems like someone that's very, like, enthusiastic about all types of music, which oh, I definitely. enjoy about him. Definitely. And I think he just... He really sells the song. I feel like it's a great way to... Just encapsulate everything that's going on here. It's like, here's your ballad to close it out. You'll feel nice. You'll go home and be like, ah, absolutely. What a, what a warm time. I, I had the same thinking with my next pick, which was Goodbye to Romance by Ozzy Osbourne. Yesterday has been and gone. Tomorrow will I find the sun.
Yeah. And I was like, put a ballad in. <laughs> yeah. So your ballad is from 1980. Yes. <laughs> so we, we've now doubled all the way back. <laughs> we sandwiched. <laughs> That's perfect. It really is. Uh, yeah, this is like a, this is a sadder one. Yeah. Definitely. Which, I don't know, I, it's pretty emo. I, yeah, I mean, goodbye to romance, goodbye to friends. Yeah, <laughs> which I like. You know, I, this to me seemed like Ozzy being like, bye Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, like being a little sad about it. Right. So, uh, and like, it's got like a great Randy Rhodes solo in it. Oh, definitely. Like, you know, it's not, I feel like there was potential for this to be a little like, overblown and like weird with like get super dated mm -hmm. where it could have had like synths and stuff or whatever or like you know all that stuff and it doesn't and I no. think that Ozzy just kind of like did a tasteful ballad <laughs> yeah which I think is, is amazing yeah <laughs> this, come out, this could come out of there does he do any other like later ballads uh, the only one I can think of is Mama I'm Coming Home yeah it's the other one I can think um, of and he's got one on the new album that <laughs> he sings with <laughs> that he sings with Elton John that's yeah called Ordinary Man. Where is it the best album of 2020? <laughs> uh, it could be. <laughs> uh, but but no, the song he does with Elton John is cool because he's just like, everyone thinks I'm so interesting, but I'm really just an ordinary man. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Ozzy. Yeah, you can tell yourself that now. We'll, we'll believe it. Uh, one thing I, did, I didn't say earlier, I did see Ozzy live when I was in like... 12th grade or something. Is this like Ozfest or something? No, I yeah. wish I would. I always wanted uh, to go to Ozfest. I never went to Ozfest. He uh, was doing, he was playing the garden. Rob Halford was opening for him, which okay. was great. Um, and uh, Ozzy didn't know where he was. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was great. He put on a good show. He was like, tuned, but there yeah. was no, hello, New York. Right. You can tell that it'd be like a lot of muscle memory for him where it's like you just put him on stage and then the yeah. riff hits. And he's like, oh, that's what we're doing right now. And yeah. then he'll just he'll just go. Yeah. He'll be Ozzy. Uh, Blizzard of Oz. <laughs> that was one of the tours, right? Or no, it was The Oz Man Cometh and Blizzard of Oz was a real album. He's got some great wordplay that goes on with his titles. Well, he always does the Oz stuff. Yeah. Blizzard of Oz, Oz Man. Yeah. When was the song I Don't Want to Stop? Come? When, when uh, that was, that was... Was that up by the time you saw him? Or was it later? You know what? I think that song was out, but it wasn't the current album at the time. So he didn't play that because like uh, okay. that I want to say was 2009. And then he had another That's album right. like three years later. Yeah. That had uh, it, the, hey, the single was a uh, scream. Okay. So we played that one. I, yeah. I heard that on the radio. So I think I don't want to stop is actually a pretty good song. Oh yeah. I loved I don't want to yeah, stop. Yeah. And like for him to come out with that a full what would that be? Thirty or twenty-nine years after? Yeah, after he starts a solo career, it's fantastic. He he's got his good stuff. He like, really does. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting. Do you know the Mountain Goats at all? Uh, I've heard one Mountain Goats song. Okay, I think I got it from Weeds. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've they've written a lot of songs about Ozzy. Really? Um, where there's like a whole EP that's just like songs about Sabbath and. Mm -hmm. They have a song on their most recent album that's uh, it's told from the perspective of Ozzy on a Black Sabbath tour in the 70s. And it's <laughs> like <laughs> it's great because it's this folk song about like going out and singing heavy metal, but like partying hard and yeah. like passing out in the wrong hotel room. And right. it's great. I love Ozzy. He's he's a fantastic man, whether he's biting heads off bats or snorting ants like in the dirt movie. <laughs> 
Let's do it all. Which he things. said he didn't do. He said he didn't do, but, but you know, probably you gonna trust him or Netflix, right? <laughs> <laughs> I trust Motley Crue. <laughs> um, so we've got two picks left. Yours is consciously an epilogue, though. So I'm yes. gonna go into my last pick first. Okay, and let's do that. Let's swap the orders here. <laughs> so my last song was "Hallowed Be Thy Name" by Iron Maiden. Yeah. I'm When the bell begins to chime Reflecting on my past life And it doesn't have much time Cause at five o'clock They take me to the gallows pole I needed a maiden. Right. Um, and this might be my favorite maiden song. I really like this one. Yeah. It's as well. This was one of the first long songs that was okay for me. <laughs> you were like, I get it. <laughs> this one I'm into. Yeah. Um, it's it's a story, which I kind of like. Absolutely. And I, uh, you know, those are kind of what I am drawn to. And I like, I don't know, it's very solemn, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which uh, you don't necessarily think about a lot with Iron Maiden, where it's even though it gets fast and heavy and he's screaming, you know, he is just a guy thinking about what's going to happen when he dies. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, consciously waiting for death. <laughs> yeah. It's like when the priest comes to read me my last. Yeah. <laughs> like this is brooding. This is what my like. We'll say emo ish self needed <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I always think of, uh, yeah, because I would I would listen to this when I was like thirteen and be like, I get it, I mm -hmm. know how this feels, and I'm <laughs> at twenty five years old. I'm like, I was, I didn't understand this. Yeah, I'm like, I understood it, but I'm like, I wasn't actually I, going through the things that. Right. But I did understand that Iron Maiden was taking me on an adventure. Yes, <laughs> that's what was happening, here. which is the most fun thing about them. Oh, absolutely. Um, and. Uh, one thing I do want to say about the song: Have you have you ever listened to Cradle of Filth? No. Okay. They're Not they're interesting. Uh, they're like they're more modern. I think they bill themselves as a black metal band, but they're not really. Okay. Um, you know, they're like Norwegian, like. You know, they play like the Vakken Festival and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, I tried to buy tickets to Vakken one year, I think. That was always my plan, like, after I graduated, like, high school. I, yeah. you know, my friend would say, like, we're going to go to Europe for the summer and, like, go to all the festivals, not realizing how much money that would actually cost. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There was, like, one year where I was like, I'm going to get this research internship in Germany. I'm going to go to Vakken while I'm there. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Didn't get the internship. And now I've just decided it's like, I'm just going to go to Rammstein one time, and that's going to be enough. <laughs> So have they're coming to the Meadowlands in September. <laughs> so you're sad. Here's your far off plug. Do I have tickets already? Yes. Well, I end up going, who knows? Scheduling is a bitch, but we'll figure it out. I, I do want to go to Vok in one year. One year I will. Yeah. I'll find a way. But um, Cradle of Filth, they do a 
excuse me, they do a cover of the song where like their singer does kind of like the whispery thing where he's like the sands of time. And <laughs> when it gets to that last part where it's like low, it goes low. Yeah. And then he just screams, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is amazing. I love this. Um, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Do you know the Atreyu cover of uh, Shot Through the Heart? You give love a bad name or whatever? Yes. Well, yeah, it's like they start out with the Shot Through the Heart and You're Too Vain. You give love a a bad name. And then it just goes into this scream. Screaming. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the next line in there. You're like, oh, my God, I'm into this now. (laughs) That's sort of like uh, this band Ice Nine Kills does a cover of uh, Crying by Aerosmith. (laughs) It's like the same thing where it's like nice, sweet, and then it's like, I was crying. <laughs> I love that. You know, for there's so many off-genre covers these days. Oh, they're, they're right? great. It's like all the music you hear in Chipotle is just an off-genre cover <laughs> of stuff. But I think metal bands really do the best. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, the, the whole the harder metal bands, punk yeah. goes pop thing yeah. was, was a great time. Yeah, I, was I, was, I just finished watching uh, Love is Blind. and okay. uh, I did not watch it, but I'm aware that that has been a phenomenon of the time. Um, it's, <laughs> I, I kind of love it, kind of hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take that with what you will but they that put like these weird like soft rock versions of like dancing in the dark by bruce springsteen <laughs> and i'm like i'm like this uh, i'm like is this even real <laughs> it was very like spotify core yeah i think there's a there's a john mayer cover of i'm on fire i yeah. think that was like the 50 shades of gray soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> that fits <laughs> it does if i was making that movie that's exactly what i would want yeah but yeah hallowed be thy name great Iron Maiden song, but uh, let's bring this on home with your okay. last pick, which is Let's Get Rocked by Def Leppard. So I feel like we, we charted sort of the voyage of metal here where it starts off very like heavy and British and it gets into hair metal, which is just a lot of kitsch. And then the whole world kind of is like done with it. Yeah. So like by early 90s, you're getting into the grunge and all this other music that's taken over. But like Def Leppard, who also had a fantastic ballad, I think. Yeah. With like Love Bites is a very classic yeah. 80s ballad. It's like this is the this song, Let's Get Rocked. It's like the best example of no, we're all over metal now. We don't need to do this <laughs> anymore. Where this is a song. I think it's supposed to be written from like the perspective of Bart Simpson or something. <laughs> or it's like it's like one guy who's like talking about how, oh yeah, nobody wants to listen to rock music anymore. And it's like this is Def Leppard's fourth album or something right. like that, right? And the whole fucking message of this song is this guy's like, Oh yeah, I'm taking this girl home 
It's like, but all she wants to listen to is Bach, Tchaikovsky, violins. <laughs> it's like, no, let's get rocked. It's like, how? You are very famous. But <laughs> if anyone is recognized is with you for any reason other than you are a famous rock star, well, this does not make any she's sense. She's putting on the Bach and Tchaikovsky how are you finding, to how try are you to impress people it? into classical music. This doesn't make. Get the song out of here. I derive endless entertainment from th- listening to this guy. Oh wait, what's the? Oh, there's one line in this song. Oh God, I got to think about this real quick. This uh, this is just because uh, I didn't really pay much attention to the lyrics when I was listening to this. Yeah. But like the girl that I'm I'm seeing now is like is super into classical music. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very <laughs> relatable. <laughs> and like she likes like you know some of the same stuff that I do and like she likes modern music but like I'll be like, "Oh hey, you know, I'm going to see, you know, The Wonder Years." And she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm going to see my friend play, you know, Bach's Cello Suite." You right, know? right, 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 right. Uh, well, your your entire relationship then is typified by this 1992 Def Leppard <laughs> 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 Yeah. Okay. Here's this is my favorite line from this whole goddamn song, right? Where it's like in the verse, he's like Bach, Tchaikovsky, violins. He's like, turn it off. That ain't my scene. He says, well, I'm sorry, girl. Here's my confession. I suppose a rock's out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> like, who says that? <laughs> Where did this line even come from? You're you're a fucking famous rock star. You're like, I suppose the rock's out of the question. It's like I I don't understand you. This is just the point that like Def Leppard are like, we're just gonna do whatever we want. It doesn't even <laughs> matter. <laughs> yeah. They just keep going. They like they re-released their albums like not too long ago. Not re-released, they like re-recorded. Oh. Which is just part of a classic move of Def Leppard just making the wrong decision. I've heard that that's like usually like a, a record label thing though. Where I'd believe it yeah. like, to get the rights back to these things. Yeah. Um, this actually came up. Uh, I, I found out about this at work the other day too where I was writing about uh, fuck Take On Me by AHA, the music video. Yeah. uh, Because the music video hit like a billion views on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I was doing research, and the guy that directed that video also directed the video for this, which I haven't seen, but... Really? It exists. It's the same guy that did the iconic Take On Me video. Yeah. Huh. I I mean, I had to have seen this music video at some point. I believe it. Uh, who's the, is it Mutt Lang? Was he the guy who pr- produced a lot of Def Leppard? I have no idea. I think one thing I, I noticed is like whoever the Def Leppard producer is, right? They, they created a very specific sound. Right. Uh, but the cars on the cars, like fourth album, it's produced by that same guy. Oh, and okay. they're like backing choruses. They're like gang vocals or whatever on that sound exactly like Def Leppard. I, I'm going to have to do like a side by side thing. Cause like Def, yeah. uh, it's funny when you mentioned that I could hear sort of similarities between them yeah. just like in my head. Uh, but yeah, but Def Leppard does have their very distinctive like pop metal sound. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the song, hello again by the cars off of their fourth album, like heartbreak city or whatever, it sounds exactly like a Def Leppard song at times. You're like, this is bizarre. I'm going to have to dive into they, that. They've honed it, but Yes, I suppose a rock's out of the question as is any more 80s metal music. <laughs> that makes me think of uh, in the epilogue to Fargo Rock City, Chuck <laughs> Klosterman talks about going to see Janie Lane from Warrant yeah. solo in like the late 90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And he said it was both the greatest and saddest thing I'd ever seen <laughs> oh, no. because he goes, he comes out and he says, look, I'm going to do all the hits you want to hear. You're going to hear Cherry Pie. You're going to hear, you know, Heaven or, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
but also you have to listen to me play the songs that I just wrote for 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as long as you just admit what you're doing and you own it, I think that's totally fine. I saw Bowling for Soup do that when when I saw them. (laughs) Someone scream 1985. He's like, we're going to do that in an hour. (laughs) I saw, what did I see? Like Foreigner in you know 2009 2012 yeah. or something like that and they're like look we got a few new songs off this new album we're just gonna play them now yeah we'll get back to our 20 other hits <laughs> just give it time see in Van, uh, I, I also saw van halen in 2012 that was something they didn't do which they kind of should have <laughs> they didn't like say we'll come back to these or like get the stuff out of the way Right. That, well, they did like they did, did that. Like, was that tattoo song out by tattoo then? Tattoo was out by then, <laughs> and like they they had like they did like five songs from that album, uh, which like no. that was a better ish album. Yeah, but like you well, yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of Van Halen, right? Like, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, there's those scary Sharon years that we don't need to ever talk about. <laughs> hey, that had uh, <laughs> like one song that's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I like some of their Van Hagar songs too. Yeah, they they had their moments. Yeah, and I I have not a live album from that era, but like a greatest hits comp that has like three live cuts of Sammy Hagar singing David Lee Roth era songs, uh, and yeah. uh, they're pretty good. I yeah I've, I was curious about that. I don't think I've ever heard any of those because I don't feel like there's any way David Lee Roth will ever play a Jim uh, Sammy Hagar Van Halen oh, no. song. Well, he won't have to. <laughs> <laughs> he won't have to because he's got all. Maybe the other... he's doing it on tour with Kiss right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's opening yeah. with right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, but yeah, let's get rocked. Uh, great song that kind of caps off the decade and yeah made way for this grunge. is what to me says that we are done with 80s metal and it's over it's a time that we'll just have to think about fondly <laughs> and remember far better than it actually was <laughs> for maybe the rest of time awesome yeah. well tristan thank you so much for doing this this was fun yeah james uh, great being on here uh one more time where can people find you uh we'll say around new york city but <laughs> most specifically uh black cat on the lower east side tuesday 6 to 8 p.m yeah. Hosting the Toaster Tuesdays open mic with my friend Art Kai. Awesome. And uh, really quick, I have to plug shows coming up. Yeah. April 3rd, Lucy's Laugh Lounge. I'm doing a show with Frankie Becerra. Frankie and James do half hours. It's my first time doing a half hour, and I'm scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, March 24th, I have my comic strip audition. So come oh, nice. and laugh because I want to get in. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I'll jam out with you next week. Bye.
question. Get on top, baby.